Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. Recorded live. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Josh Marion. This is episode number 15 of Sports Talk with Joshua Marion and friends. I'm with my boy Cam, the man, the myth, the legend. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, Josh. How are you? Doing well. We're going to get into it right now. I mean, big news just breaking on Twitter everywhere. Hanley Ramirez is uh, a suspected drug dealer. Who would have thought? I mean, it's just... Uh, unbelievable story just to hear that this man who just, you know, we say just 11, 12 years ago was viewed as one of the next young stars of baseball and had a very good career, but he never quite lived up to the expectation that he had. He had an expectation of being able to be a generational hitter because he had that much talent and to see where he is today after a down year, a year ago, and now reports that this man might be a drug Lord not just a drug war. This man might be in charge of a drug ring that spans this country. It is just unbelievable. I mean, it's just not something that can be put into words. It's not something that is, you know, it's just an unbelievable story. And I call bull crap on the Red Sox, and I say that they didn't know this was about that when they released him a little bit over a month ago. So just to see yeah. this story... Is just you, truly you answered the question I was ultimately going to ask you right off the bat. I mean, that's that's what anyone would ask anybody right now. Did, do you think the Red Sox had any knowledge? Do you think MLB had any knowledge? Like, do you think some like insider trading went on between the MLB and the Red Sox? And the MLB was like, you don't think you don't think law enforcement's going to probably get in touch with Major League Baseball and say, yeah, you know, you might have a big problem on your hands. Like this guy's pushing supposedly fentanyl and coke, like. Um, hello, like, I think there's going to be some behind-the-scenes stuff that goes on there. And, you know, yeah, I'm I'm calling BS, too. I think I think both the Red Sox and Major League Baseball knew about it. And, you know, what are, what are they going to say? It's not the stock market. <laughs> Look, I, I don't know about the rest of Major League Baseball, but do not tell me that the Red Sox didn't know. This, I mean, John Henry has the power to call up any attorney in this in this region and ask them about what's going on related to their player. I call it, I say the same thing. Like I, I hear so many people say, Oh, the new England Patriots cut Aaron Hernandez before they even knew what the charges were. That's bull crap. You mean to tell me Robert Kraft didn't know that those were murder charges. The instant Aaron Hernandez was arrested. Give me a break. Of course he did. And I know that and the Red Sox knew the exact same thing. They came up with a creative excuse to pin it on Alex Cora to say, this is something that we want to do. And then you started to hear speculation weeks ago that there was an issue off the field with Hanley Ramirez. I, I mean, it wasn't a PED suspension because Major League Baseball would have kept that under wraps until his appeal was lost. So I knew it was something involving either drugs, maybe he slept with a teammate's wife or girlfriend. I didn't know. Pulled a Tyler Sagan. I didn't know. But I knew yeah, for I a even, fact. I even might have thought it might have been some like domestic violence thing or something, you know? 
That's very possible. But I, I, but when the time came that he had been a free agent for three weeks to a month, and this is a guy with a career 338 postseason average, who when he's engaged is as dangerous a hitter as there is in the game. When nobody was touching this guy, you knew something was wrong. Like, this is not normal. This is not just baseball. There's something off here. And then the instant you heard this, that something was happening, you understood. I didn't quite understand it to this level. I know that this is what was going on. I just had a feeling that it was something bad. But the idea that this man could possibly be an international drug lord when he was a, just a major league baseball player as of a month ago is just, this has the potential to, depending on what the details that come out of this are, this has the potential to be a absolutely earth-shattering story in sports history. Yeah, not to bury the lead, but, you know, yeah, Hanley, I mean, there's there's, there's more to uncover with him. Uh, Devers just led off the eighth inning, the the Red Sox half of the eighth inning, obviously, with a leadoff double. He's, I've been telling Nate, I've been telling pretty much anyone that will hear me out, you know, he's terrible defensively. I'll, you know, that goes without saying, you know, he had 14 errors leading all major league players in errors that last time I checked. And the, but the kid is, you, you can't let him go considering he's a power bat and it, the Red Sox obviously had to let Hanley go one way or another, whether it was baseball decision or if they knew this before really anybody else, you know, you got to keep as many power bats you have on the team and, you know, JD can only do so much and, you know, it seems like you said, Cam, that Pedroia's not coming back. At least, you know, what what I've been hearing or what I've heard is that, you know, after the, after the All-Star break or even, you know, maybe further, right? Yeah, possibly. I mean, he was shut down three weeks ago before that Astros series, and he's yet to resume baseball activities. So, look, I mean, I'm not holding my best on Pedroia giving them anything of standard this year or maybe ever again. And look. I think Pejoria's gotten a lot of crap this last year and a half, and I think a lot of it's rightfully so, but I, I think a lot of people forget what how good this guy has been, how good of a pro he's been, and how good of a player he's been for his entire career here. And it's ending badly, which is a shame, because I, I understand he did some things last year that you're not supposed to do. It for, I mean, obviously, the most glaring example of that was just standing on the top step of the dugout in Baltimore, and yelling at Manny Machado, that's not me, that's them, when the Red Sox retaliated on Machado. That would be the last image Pedroia. I remember from him. I mean, you also no. have, you know, we don't have images of it, but, you know, it's been reported by numerous people that when David Price accosted Dennis Eckersley on the team plane last year, that Pedroia was one of the many players who applauded Price. And obviously there was the quote that we all remember of him standing in the locker room after an early season loss asking if he could go home because he thought the media's questions were ridiculous. So, look, I mean, Pedroia is has been disappointing these last few years. He's gradually gotten worse. But we I mean, look, I love the guy. I thought he was a great player when he was in when he was healthy. Uh, not a great player, a very good player, but he's done. You know, the, just the way the guy played the game, diving into bases, diving after balls, running out every ground ball, you, you, in, at his size, 5'9", you know, 180 pounds soaking wet, it wasn't going to last. 
it just wasn't going to last. And he's hit a brick wall. And he's just—I have a hard time believing that he's going to be anything more than a guy who plays two or three times a week for the rest of his career. Because a, I don't think his knee's going to hold up. We know he's had hand problems his whole career. But we'll see. I, and I just—I I mean, it's a shame. But I think—I—I I just think Pajoy is done. And they need to look long and hard at addressing their position at second base this offseason. And I don't mean at Water News, and I don't mean Brock Holt. You got to find a guy. If you want to sign Manny Machado and move Xander Bogarts to second base, I'm for that. But wow. it's I mean, I mean, look, I I love Dustin Pedroia, but he's done. Oh yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't even want to see him on the team anymore. I mean, I've I've always pretty much been a fan of him on the field. It's it's more of this off the field stuff, and you know, even before any of this stuff really went down recently, you know, I just always thought he was an arrogant putz and. Um, that, that kind of turns me off. Um, you know, his, his, I guess his demeanor and motor would, would prove that he likes to work hard for what he does, but, you know, he, he was just always so arrogant about it. You know, I, I never met the man in person or anything, but, you know, I, I guess I really, I can only judge him from afar, like, like most of us else can do, but, um. You know, I, I I think this 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 lineup has a hole. This bull this bullpen has a hole. Um, even you know, even starting pitching, you know, throwing a knuckleballer out there one every five days is is not something you can, you know, pin your hat, pin, you know, put any confidence. It's not built to last. Exactly. No, I mean, look, we look at this Boston Red Sox team, and they're we all know they're good. There was never a question. As to whether or not they were a good team, the, I mean, I think the sports hub's Tony Maserati gave them the perfect slogan a couple weeks back. We know you're good. Are you great? We know this team's good. We know this team is very good, and they absolutely have the talent and the potential to be a World Series champion. But my biggest question is this: I've never seen a team who is on pace to win well over 100 games. I don't. I think today that they're on pace to win 107 games. And I, I can't remember the last time the Red Sox won 100 games. And they're going to be but a wild card team. They're going to be playing in the wild card playoff game. I mean, but, I mean, you're exactly getting hit, up, hit the nail on the head there, Josh. I want to say this. On that note, though, I've never seen a team who's on pace for so many wins. We look at it and say, there are so many holes on this team. There's, we feel like, first of all, we know that the back half of the, road to the lineup is just a black hole. I mean, you basically have three automatic outs at the back end of your lineup with Jackie Bradley Jr., who's ever catching, and Blake Swihart. We look at the eighth inning, and as Jim Murray likes to say, in the eighth inning, Alex Cora spins the wheel of gutless bums to find himself a setup guy. And I don't trust anybody now. I don't really trust Ted Kimball, never mind any of his setup men. And I think that they have a hole at the back of the rotation. Now, when you get to the playoffs, your rotation obviously will downsize to four. You'll put somebody in the bullpen. And obviously, if, if right now, if the playoffs started tonight... I think the order would go Sale, Price, Porcello. Excuse me, Sale, Price, Rodriguez, Porcello. I know it's starting off three lefties right out of that, so they'll probably drop Porcello between two and four just to break it up. But right now, those are the four. I mean, Eduardo Rodriguez has been the pleasant surprise of baseball this year. I mean, you're going to make a point he should be an all-star. He's, been, he's finally living up to the potential we knew he had because we've, all, we've always known Eduardo Rodriguez was a great talent. It was just a matter of whether or not he can just be consistent. And he's finally doing that this year. And I think it's a great thing for the team. 
that they're getting this out of Ed Rodriguez finally. We all know Seals a stud. And the key to this team, really, if this team is going to have success, as much as we don't like him, as much of a just a a-hole he can be, just, <coughs> excuse me, they need David Price. They need David Price to pitch well. If David Price pitches well, this team is more than capable of winning a championship because they're that talented. If they get very good starts out of him late in the year and in the playoffs, they can beat the Yankees, they can beat the Astros, and they can go deep in the playoffs. However, I want to say this. I, now with Shohei Otani injured, I do feel that the Red Sox odds in the wild card game are better if they have to face the Angels and, you know, or the Mariners with facing Paxton or whoever they may face in that game. Yeah, it's going to be the Mariners now, I think. I, I think this is a wild card, you know, series preview right here. This is what I'll say. And like Obviously you said before, are... like you said before, it's all about, you know, this team has, like you said, it has the potential and the talent to do it. I, I just, I, I haven't been, you know, I haven't been engaged fully with this team for some, for some reason this season. And, you know, maybe it's just because I'm peeved that they haven't made any moves thus far. They're, they I just seem think, to you be know, waiting. Go ahead, go ahead. You, hit, you, you hit it right there, Josh. We're just we're, we're mad at this team because two years in a row they've gotten into the playoffs and crashed and burned. And uh, that's so we're, we're just we're just fed up with the team. I mean, they're one in six in the playoffs the last two years, and that's an utter embarrassment. They're better than that. We know they're better than that, and we've seen it. We've seen them. We know they can play better than they've played in the playoffs. And none of I mean, all none, not one of their starting pitchers has won a playoff game as a starter. Not one. And look, I, I think it's unfair to bash Chris Sale for last year's playoff start. Even though he wasn't good, he was out of gas. John Farrell ran him into the ground. I knew that was going to happen. We all knew that was going to happen. We clearly saw at the end of the year that Sale was out of gas. So I don't really hold that against Sale. I hold that against John Farrell, how he looked in that game. So, I, I mean, but my overall point with the Red Sox is this. You need to have at least a three- or two-game lead over the Yankees come August 1st, come the trade deadline day. And the reason for this is very simple. The Yankees have much more assets to go out and address their needs. And I think we all agree the Yankees' biggest need is to get a starting pitcher. The Yankees have much more of an ability and a much deeper farm to trade for that starting pitcher. The Astros, who need bullpen help, just like the Red Sox do, have a lot deeper of a farm system than the Red Sox do. So we already seen it earlier this week. The first domino fell. Kelvin Herrero has moved from the Royals to the Nationals for a prospect package that really wasn't that great. And that's the scary part. It was a prospect package that was not that great, and the Red Sox still couldn't match it. So that's the biggest key for this team. You need to find a way to get up in the division by at least three games by August 1st. You've got a series with the Yankees coming up next weekend. That's going to be the biggest series of the season. It's in Yankee Stadium. You need to go down there and get two of three. Do I think they will? No. <laughs> I'll be frank with you. No, I don't. But you need, you, need to, you need to preferably, if you can go down there next weekend and take two of three or sweep that team, now you're cooking with gas. Now you finally have good vibes. You've finally proven you can beat them. And, I mean, like I said, the Yankees are going to get better. The Yankees need to address their starting rotation, and they're going to address their starting rotation because they have a very deep farm system. They might be the team that goes out there and gets Noah Syndergaard or Jacob DeGrom. 
from the Mets. They can just bring them right across New York. And now all of a sudden, there they are in there with Masahiro Tanaka and Luis Severino and Sonny Gray and CC Sabathia. So you add that one on there, you allow CC Sabathia to slide into the four, five spot. Tanaka Their lineup the four. is stacked. Their lineup is better than the Red Sox. Like, Glabar Torres is their nine hitter. Like, we have freaking Blake Swihart tonight, who was the nine hitter um, originally. All you need, the, the Yankees have a guy batting ninth who was hitting. I mean, what Torres up to now? 17 home runs, is it? Something like that. I mean, he's the number one prospect in all. I mean, the Yankees got that guy for free. I mean, you talk about one of the brilliant moves in baseball. They can history. trade him for DeGrom straight up. Like, but they won't do that. There's not, I don't think they should. Oh, I mean, yeah. Well, Cashman's already come out and said, um, well, the, and the Yankees just as a whole, they, they've already come out and said he's untouchable. He's like, he's like the, the Tatum of uh, the Yankees. And that's that's justifiably so. I just look at it like this: if you're the, if you're the Yankees, you clearly need an arm in that rotation. And I look at it, and for for their point of view, you have a loaded lineup. You have Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, D.D. Gregorius, Gary Sanchez, and Gleyber Torres. I just listed to you five guys who could hit 40 home runs with, with just by the snap of a finger. Those guys are all that powerful. And your, your your bullpen has moved has improved tremendously. I mean, when Aroldis Chapman went back to the Yankees last year, in the first half of the year, he struggled. I mean, we saw it against the Red Sox. He was walking guys. He was hitting guys, giving up hits. And I think he was really worn out by the heavy workload Joe Madden put on him when he was with the Cubs in the 2016 playoffs. The Yankees gave him two weeks off, and he returned, and he was tremendous for the rest of that year, and he's been just as good this year. But is there a player that him. you would trade? Uh, sorry to cut you off, but is there a player that you would uh, trade Rafael Devers for? Manny Machado. Only him. Manny Machado and Zach Britton. See if that helps your bullpen. Because, <clears throat> excuse me, your lineup right now. You mean your lineup right now is basically being carried by JD Martinez and Mookie Betts, who you could argue, if the MVP voting happened today, would probably finish first and second. So I'm not. I'm not d- Demeaning what those two have done. They've both been tremendous. They both, you could, like I just said, they've been probably the two best players in the American League this year, offensively. But, I mean, ultimately, like I said, they have three black holes at the bottom of their lineup. Three. I mean, Jackie Bradley Jr. hit – Jackie Bradley Jr. on the Red Sox recent 10-game road trip hit 118. He had three hits on that road trip. Three in 10 games. Blake Swihart. I mean, look, I honestly feel bad for Blake Swihart because I loved the kid when he was a minor league prospect. I really did. And I, yeah, think I, feel, like, Sox- I feel like there's, like, a National League team that has a pretty good second baseman, like, that, that, may, that may have some contract tender towards them that we could ship out Devers and Bradley for and even get, like, maybe a bullpen arm back from them and, you know, include some other piece. I don't know what that piece may be, but... You know, I it it depends if the Orioles are willing to do it because I know Machado Machado has clubhouse problems and you know there's been people who say you know we don't want to bring that type of stuff into our clubhouse we already have enough guys like Price and you know right, I, mean, I look at it like this do I, the Orioles probably would not accept Rafael Devers for any Machado because the Orioles are going to get a haul from Machado when they deal him off at the deadline I mean. That's going to be an absurd trade uh, return that they're going to get for him. I mean, him. if the Astros I mean, pick up Machado, game over. Imagine that. The Astros are the Yankees. Like, the Yankees could pick up Machado with one freaking call. 
the Yankees will not be in on Machado. The Yankees are going to dedicate their resources to the rotation. I think the Yankees can definitely sign Machado this offseason. I mean, I think they're the favorites, too. I think I, I expect them to. But I think the, the Brian Cashman's focus at this trade deadline will be on addressing his rotation, and it should be. His lineup is tremendous, and his bullpen's filthy. He needs to add another arm in his rotation for the, in order to put the Yankees over the top. So I don't worry about the Yankees getting Machado now. I do worry about them getting Machado in the offseason. I could, I could see Machado going to uh, Seattle. I could see Machado going to um, some team in the National League, like maybe uh, the Nationals. Or the, I mean, it would be quite interesting if, if Manny Machado Cubby. and Bryce Ho- Well, maybe the Cubs. You're right. I just look at it like, like this. I mean, they're not going to accept Rafael Devers for Manny Machado because it's just one player who's already used up two years of term. So I think it's a pipe dream. And like we said, like we discussed before, you can't trade draft picks in baseball. So the Red Sox aren't going to get much shot of the Red Sox. Uh, I think the Red Sox main deadline target should be a bottom of the order bat and a bullpen arm. And you should be able to find that on the same team. Just to find a guy who can come in and hit seventh or eighth, who's not an automatic out and find a guy in the bullpen I mean, these guys with expiring deals on desperate teams who will get rid of them for nothing. Because it feels like 50% of Major League Baseball is tanking. I mean, I mean, it's, it's beyond pathetic, the state of Major League Baseball right now, as we all know. Find a desperate team who's, get ready, who's desperate to get rid of good talent, to continue to worsen themselves, to get high in the draft. Buy low on a reliever. Buy low on, the bot, on a bottom-of-the-order bat. Get him into the lineup. Make him hit sixth or seventh. And then get a guy for the eighth inning. Don't worry about the rotation because I trust – I don't trust. But ultimately, if, if your playoff rotation is Sale, Price, Rodriguez, Porcello, I think that's good enough. I mean, are you, are you, are you kind of pissed that the Red Sox didn't try to go after a guy like Jake Arrieta in the offseason? Because I still, I still hold a fair amount of animosity towards them no, for that. I mean, I, you know, he's out there pitching for the Phillies. He could be pitching for a world-class organization right now. No, I, I don't. They were never going to do that. They, were, they have put so many resources into their starting rotation between $31 million for price. Kimbrell gets the save. Red Sox win 14 to 10. There you go. $31 million for price. $20 million for... Well, not the um, save. Right. I, I know Sorry. what you mean, man. I know what you Sorry. mean. <laughs> don't worry about it. 20, you gave $31 million to David Price. $20 million of Rick Borsello. You traded a high-end prospect in Anderson Espinosa to the Padres for Drew Pomerantz. And you traded the number one prospect in all of baseball and the number one pitching prospect in all of baseball to the White Sox for Chris Sale. You have poured so many resources into your rotation that you've done enough. You've done enough. That's the rotation you have to ride with. Unless you can really buy low on some guy to come in and pitch fits for you. And by low, I mean give up literally pocket length. So, honestly, the more I think about it, I think Manny Machado will be heading to the Arizona Diamondbacks at the trade deadline. I think the Red Sox deadline target for their bat should be Jed Lowry, former member of the team, come bring him back from Oakland, who's in the last year of his contract. Yeah, that'd be nice. And I and I think their bullpen t- uh, target should be Kyle Baggerlotch from the Miami Marlins. They should go in there, get those two names, and bring them back. So I have get to know, 
you, would you want the Red Sox to be players for Bryce Harper? Throw them out there in center field, have dingers in left, Harper in center. Well, obviously not dingers in left every single game, but you know what I'm saying. Right, you've got, dingers in left, Harper in center, Betts in right. That's the best outfield that's been assembled in in probably decades. <laughs> you, 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 DH, you, you DH Martinez and you put Benny in left. <laughs> Oh yeah, but I just I just mean like because um, I know Martinez is going to want to play the field, and I I think I th- I, I kind of like that out of the player. Like he he doesn't want us to talk about him in a negative light. Like oh yeah, he's just going to go out there and DH. I mean, obviously he could put up great numbers just DHing, but I mean Harper is the type of guy like throw the blank check at him. Like I mean, that this guy, is how I feel. Oh this my is how god, I feel about it. put him in that number thirty four out in center field. No, 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 no. That's sacrilege. You don't give that number away. No way. You kidding me? Um, Sorry, David Ortiz. You got to unretire it. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Anyway, I don't see them. No, I, I don't see them going after Bryce Harper. I think th- this off season you're going to get an old fashioned Red Sox Yankees bidding war for Manny Machado. I think both of those teams are going to go after him with guns blazing. I but think, you don't I, see I, I, you don't see either of those teams winning though, right? Because you. You you think it's going to be more like a National League team? Uh, like like I've been hearing, Harper is uh, he's boys with Chris Bryant, so Harper is even thinking about going to the Cubs. Yeah, I mean you might be right, man, but I mean I, I look at it like this: is we only got a couple minutes left to go. I want, I, want, I look at it like this: I don't see Harper coming to the Red Sox and Yankees because I think both the Red Sox and the Yankees are content with their outfields. The Red Sox have Benintendi, Betts. Martinez, the Yankees have Judge Stanton, Aaron Hicks, or Brett Gardner, whoever else they want to play in, in center field, or Jacoby Ellsbury, or whatever. I think, I, me, in my personal opinion, I think Harper's going to the Dodgers. I think Machado will be traded to the Diamondbacks at the deadline. I see he's not going to sign. He's not going to resign there, and then he'll sign this offseason with either the Red Sox or the Yankees. You're going to get, you're going to get just like the, the race for a Rod between. The Red Sox and Yankees from Machado this offseason. And so as we're about to wrap up, I think I'll give my final thought now. I look at it, I'll give my final thought to this, to the NFL and to um, what they've done today with Jameis Winston, typically a Buccaneers quarterback. What happened to innocent until proven guilty in America today? I look at it like this. Do I think Jameis Winston did what he's been accused of? Yes, because he's been accused of many bad things in the past between Groping women, sexual assault. We all know he stole crab legs, stealing soda right out. I don't know if you know the story, Josh, but he once drank soda right out of a machine in a McDonald's, put his mouth under the nozzle, hit the button, and drank it straight out of the machine in Tallahassee, in a, at a McDonald's in Tallahassee a few years back. So we all know yeah, that James Winston's disrespectful. We, we know that James Winston's a donkey. We all know that that's he's a donkey. sanitary. It is. We, we all know he's a donkey. <laughs> and do I think he did what he's been accused of? Yes. I just want to know what happened in America to innocent until proven guilty. Now it's guilty until proven innocent and then still assumed guilty. Do I think he deserves a suspension? Absolutely. Do I think it should be three games? Probably. I just don't like the automatic a jump to assume guilt in America today. And Josh, we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, it's been fun being on with you tonight. I look forward to I don't being know if you want to hear my final thought, but it's going to be a good one. Go, all right, go for it. And I'm going to keep it with I'm going to keep it with the NFL, and I'm going to keep it with the Patriots. You know, 
Uh, there's been some rumors, and also Eric Decker has come out and said it straight up himself that he wouldn't buy, he wouldn't mind being a New England Patriot this season. And uh, I, I will absolutely co-sign on that. I, I wouldn't mind him being a Patriot either. He's been a Patriot killer. It'd be great just to see him on our team, so he's not killing us. And you know, he, he, he didn't have too many receptions last year. It was like under 65 or something, maybe even 70. Um. Only scored one touchdown, too, I believe, but I don't think he was used that much in that offense. I don't think he's done. Um, bring, him to, bring him to New England, absolutely. Like, this wide receiving corpse, Edelman's out for four games. He, could, he can slot in right there and, you know, be that, be that Edelman-type guy in the slot and, you know, even be maybe a decoy because, you know, there's what – "Quote unquote," the Patriots' wide receiving corp is so deep, but this is not the type of guy you can pass up in free agency. Just like the Bruins can't pass up on Kovalchuk, but that's my final thought. Um, we're out of here. Have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Peace, peace, Cam.